Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome back to another episode. <clears throat> this is the UFC 296 Edwards versus Covington recap episode. Uh, we'll go over the main results from the main card and a little summary of them before getting deeper into them later on in the episode and then go over the results and summarize the other prelim and early prelim fights jump back onto the main card for more in-depth analysis and uh description like what happened go over my best bets go over the winners of the bonuses and then see what's coming up for ufc so before the event started, basically the day before the preview episode came out, uh, Ian Gary pulled out of his fight against Vicente Luque with pneumonia that had rooted from a bout with the flu leading into fight week, which uh, in turn, when that fight was canceled, bumped Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell to the main card of uh, this event. So the main card, the results, Leon Edwards defeated Colby Covington via unanimous decision to retain the welterweight title. Colby made it personal in the press conferences and had to ward off some ring rust to begin the fight, and eventually it proved too little too late in what may end up being Colby Covington's final title shot. Alessandre Pantoja defeated Brandon Royval via unanimous decision and retained the flyweight title. Pantoja did his normal thing of coming out with his hair on fire and emptying the gas tank before coasting to points in the final few rounds to win the fight all across all scorecards. Shafkat Rachmanov defeated Stephen Wonderboy Thompson via rear naked choke submission at 4 minutes 56 seconds of round 2. Shafkat never really looked in danger in this fight, didn't get clipped, and didn't have any struggles with grappling exchanges en route to the victory. Patty Pimblett defeated Tony Ferguson via unanimous decision. Patty didn't look dominant or scary by any means, but I think that any hope that the old Tony Ferguson would return can be flushed down the drain after the performance that he gave in this one. Josh Emmett defeated Bryce Mitchell via knockout at 1 minute and 57 seconds of round number one. It took almost two minutes for two shots to land, and one of them ended the night for Bryce Mitchell before he even really got to do anything in this fight. Kind of scary uh, in the aftermath, but we'll get to that in a moment. First, we'll run through the prelims. Alonzo Menafield defeated Dustin Jacoby via unanimous decision. The opening round was largely to Jacoby, but the remaining two rounds were highlighted by big shots from Menafield that rocked Jacoby and landed uh, a knockdown on the stat sheet for uh, Atomic Menafield. Jacoby could argue that he was more active in the fight, but his shots didn't have nearly the power and damage on the end of them as Menafield's did, and the big shots obviously stick out more in the eyes of fans and judges alike. Irene Aldana defeated Carol, Ro Carol Hossa sorry, via unanimous decision fight of the night contender when it happened we'll get to the bonuses later um hosa came out and annihilated aldana's lead leg which led to aldana being more aggressive with her striking to help make up for the loss of power and movement with each leg kick that was taken as the fight continued hosa started trying to match the output of aldana and the result was lots of swelling to both faces both lead legs and plenty of blood spilling on the uh uh wow goodness me on the mat. <laughs> I don't know why. The canvas is what I was trying to think of. Wow. Cody Garbrandt defeated Brian Kelleher via knockout at 3 minutes and 42 seconds of round 1. Cody rocked Kelleher with a few different shots, but the last one sent Kelleher down to the mat face first without any follow-up shots needed. Ariane Lipsky defeated Casey O'Neill via uh, wow, armbar submission at 1 minute and 18 seconds of round number 2. Lipsky came out with her hair on fire in round one, 
Most of the opening stanza was spent exchanging shots back and forth on the feet. The second round started with Lipsky getting caught before rocking O'Neal and wrapping up the back and sinking in the choke that transitioned into an armbar finish. The early prelim fights, Tagir Ulanbekov defeated Cody Durden via rear naked choke submission at 4 minutes and 25 seconds of round 2. Ulanbekov was uh, getting his leg chewed up by Durden's calf kicks. Durden was landing the strikes that looked better visually, but Ulanbekov landed the first stunning blow, leading to a guillotine choke attempt that Durden would roll out of. To Durden's credit, he uh, was calm and relaxed enough to roll and get out of multiple submission attempts from Ulanbekov. But uh, the second round went to the mat quickly, stayed there for a majority of the round, and hand fighting took place until the finish was secured by Tagir. Andre Feely defeated Lucas Almeida via knockout at 3 minutes and 32 seconds of round 1. Not much to say about this one, really. Uh, not much happened besides the standard feeling out process on the feet. Once Feely landed his one big shot, it was hammer fists until the referee stepped in to stop the fight. Uh, Shamil Gaziv in the first fight of the night defeated Martin Budai via KO at 56 seconds of round 2. Gaziv came out and lit Budai up, eventually cutting open Budai's eyelid, which needed a doctor stoppage in the middle of the first round, although Budai would circle the cage and survive to round 2. Not long into the second, though, it was apparent that Budai was just waiting for the fight to be stopped. He covered up and didn't throw any real shots and left no choice but for the fight to be stopped. Uh, we'll jump back to the main card now and give more of a breakdown on each fight. Let's start with the first fight on the card. We'll go from the bottom to the top. Uh, Emmett versus Mitchell. Good. There's not much to talk about in this one. Um, round one, the only round we had, it was a one-hitter quitter. Just one shot to Mitchell's face knocked him out clean. Uh, two total strikes per landed. One in about the first 15 seconds and the other one ended the fight. Both were landed by Emmett and one led to Mitchell actually having a seizure on the mat at the end of the fight. So that was pretty disturbing to actually watch live. First time in about 10 years of watching UFC that I've even seen that happen. Uh, then we move up the card. Ferguson versus Pimblett. Uh, round one, there was no glove touch from Tony at the open. And lots of kicks from Patty uh, coming in. Big shots were coming from Tony out of the gate. Ferguson got clipped about halfway through the first round and then returned the favor before Patty started storming forward. But Tony recovered well and kept moving forward himself. Tony got clipped again with a knee with about a minute left in the first, and Patty rushed to the ground for a finish, but we lived to see another round. Second round, Tony tried to throw a head kick and slipped, allowing Patty to be on top in Tony's guard, but Ferguson was arguably doing more damage as uh, Pimblett was doing from the top. Patty started to bleed more from his face as Ferguson started landing some elbows, and that was basically it for round number two. Round three, Pimblett just looked tired when they started the third and final round. Uh, he fell while wow, falling to the mat with Tony saying, get up, when he landed some shots or failed to get takedowns. Tony went on the offensive but ended up getting taken down with three and a half minutes left in the fight. Uh, that was all that Tony had left really to get a finish to win. Tony had half a chance to get up with about a minute left, but he just couldn't do it. And retired to being on the bottom for Patty to lay on until the horn sounded and ended the fight. Then we go to Rachmanov versus Thompson. Round one, Shavka got the fight uh, to the to the cage in the clinch position as soon as he could and immediately sank in looking for a takedown on Wonderboy. But Thompson would escape the clinch, but only with about 45 seconds remaining in the opening round. Nothing else really happening before the clock hit zero. It was mostly just grappling exchange on and around the fence uh, until Thompson broke out with, like I said, a little under a minute left in the round. 
Second round, Wonderboy avoided a takedown again from Shavkat, but he did land a solid knee to the body heading into the clinch on the cage. Shavkat did eventually land a takedown with three minutes remaining in the round, and Wonderboy's arm was trapped behind his back, nearly getting submitted with a choke, but left Rachmanov in half guard. Wonderboy ended up giving up his back and then wound up in uh, the choke to lose. The co-main event, Pantoja versus Roy Ball. Round one, Pantoja came out on fire. Throwing strike after strike for the first 30 seconds of the fight, Pantoja massively rushed leg kicks and loaded up on headshots. He then secured the takedown with a touch over three minutes remaining in the first round, uh, dumping Royval on his back and falling into half guard, transitioning to side control and full mount with 45 seconds left in the round. The fight got back standing with about 30 seconds left in the round and nothing more really happened before the horn sounded. Round 2, Pantoja landed a big shot to open the second and ended up getting a takedown again a little over a minute into the round. Pantoja's coaches were telling him to rest and hold position and after a minute of doing so, Pantoja jumps to side control and traps the right arm of Royval between his legs before Royval forced Pantoja back to half guard. The fight got standing again with just under a minute on the clock and Pantoja instantly rocked Royval before going back to the mat for the rest of the round. Round 3... Another takedown for Pantoja, 30 seconds into the third round of the fight, moving into uh, full mount with four minutes remaining in the round. But Roy Vall rolled out and got the fight back to the feet, and Pantoja did look a little more fatigued than the challenger, but he got yet another takedown to keep the fight on the mat for the final minute of the third round. It had to have been 3-0 Pantoja at this point on all the scorecards. Um, round 4, championship rounds now, and we were back to the mat 15 seconds into the fourth round. Three and a half minutes left, and Pantoja had the body lock on Royval's back. With the final 30 seconds of the round, where Royval spinning on top, dropping hammer fists on Pantoja. It might have been too little, too late though. It was either 3-1 or 4-0 in favor of the championship. In favor of the champion, excuse me, headed into the fifth and final round. Pantoja looked tired coming out in the final round, but the problem was that Royval didn't look like he had much power on the end of his shots anymore. He was connecting on most of his hits, but they didn't look like they were actually doing anything to Pantoja. Royval chased the clinch with 3 minutes 45 left to go, which is the opposite of what he needed to do at the time. Rock'em Sock'em Robots then ensued, the closest thing I could say to it that was happening anyways. Both guys just throwing as many shots as they could with next to no power left on them. And then Pantoja shot a takedown against the cage and got the takedown done with just under two and a half minutes left. That was all she wrote. Pantoja took the unanimous decision victory. Then we move to the main event, which is extremely weird to watch. I'll try my best to describe it the way I wrote it as I was watching it. Round one. Uh, the entire first minute was just feeler shots being thrown out before Colby shot a headlock that was, or head kick. I don't know why my computer always changes head kick to headlock, but head kick that was blocked by Leon. We finally see the hand start to get let go about halfway through the, uh, the round from both fighters. Colby finally goes for his first shot about three and a half minutes in, but it was more of a feeler shot than any serious takedown attempt. Covington had an extremely conservative opening round by his standards in a very weird first five minutes to watch unfold. Round two, we got some more action straight from the jump in round two, both guys landing some decent shots in the opening minute of the round, and that was basically it until the final minute of the second round. Colby's corner told him after the second, you are the challenger, you have to go. Joe Rogan and many others were wondering what the game plan was for Colby and why he wasn't fighting like he did in every other fight that got him to this point. 
and then we started the third round. It was a good shot from Covington, or a good shot for Covington. Finally, came about two minutes into the round, and he got into the guard of Edwards with a heart, with a wow, uh, <laughs> with a touch under three minutes on the clock. Uh, Edwards almost immediately got back up though and went for a takedown of his own and gets it before letting Colby get back to his feet. We literally just did that takedown to say that he took Colby down. Uh, Covington was getting his lead leg chewed up and looked significantly slower and more afraid of Leon's shots coming at him than Leon was of his in return. And as uh, DC Daniel Cormier pointed out from the desk, uh, he's even started to telegraph some of the shots that Colby's throwing and allowed uh, himself, Leon, to counter without even really thinking about what he was going to like have to do. He was just naturally throwing stuff, being able to tell what Colby was throwing at him. In the fourth round, Covington shot for another takedown about a minute into the round, but Leon got him in a chokehold that Colby has to spin out of. They get back to the feet, and Leon finally catches a clean shot on Colby, but it doesn't even really seem to phase him. Colby follows up with his own shortly before shooting another takedown, dragging Leon to the mat, but not enough to get credit for a full takedown. Colby started to connect with more and more with his hands uh, as he started to take more chances moving throughout the fight, mixing in takedown attempts to keep Leon guessing like he did with most of his other opponents. Finally getting to the back of Leon, like getting onto his back with about 40 seconds left in the round before getting back to the feet 15 seconds later. Fifth and final round, Colby came out in the final round knowing he needed to get a finish to win the fight and came out the same way that he's fought the first four rounds, finally getting solid takedowns done. Four minutes left in the fight. Edwards gets to the cage and uh, helps himself back to his feet and takes Colby down himself. Taking Covington's back, Colby rolls over and ends up on top after escaping a triangle choke attempt from Leon. Edwards spent the last minute and a half of the fight just hanging on to Colby from his back to reduce the risk of losing the fight or by being finished by Covington. That was the best way I could summarize it watching it live. Uh, the results from the main card and everything else. Going over my best bets, I had Martin Budai to beat Shamil Gazeev. That was the only losing pick as Gazeev won by knockout. I also had Irene Aldana to beat Carol Hossa and Alessandre Pantoja to beat Brandon Royval. Both of those being winners by unanimous decision. Bonus winners from this uh, card, Fight of the Night, Aldana versus Hossa. I mean, duh, what other fight even came close? If you saw it, you completely understand what I'm getting at at this point. If you didn't, Find it. <laughs> um, performance of the night bonuses went to Josh Emmett, Ariane Lipsky, and Shamil Gazeev. For Emmett, knockout of the year contender for sure, and the easiest $50,000 he ever made after landing two punches in the fight. Lipsky, she came out firing and showed more desire to win the fight until she actually submitted Casey O'Neill. Definitely a deserving performance. And Gazeev, he looked massively impressive in his UFC debut win over Martin Budai. He hurt him with seemingly every shot until he wanted to quit, so that definitely calls for performance of the night bonus. Up next for the UFC, we have to wait until January 13th for a fight night on Kalaya versus Walker 2. This card is loaded for a fight night card. Names like Manel Kopp, uh, Ricky Simone, Andre Arlovsky, Norman Dumont, and Bruno Fajeda are just littered on this card from top to bottom, and it doesn't really look like the card is actually filled out yet either. Like There's still a fight or two that could be made, so that one's going to be bonkers stacked for a fight night and then january 20th ufc 297 strickland versus duplassis the two guys that got into a fist fight at ufc 296 finally gonna lock up the cage and fight in there the next card i will have a breakdown for life permitting and i will talk to you when that one is occurring so thank you for listening to this one and i will talk to you 
uh, before UFC 297. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.